Hello, beautiful people. I'm Haley Helveston. Welcome back to your Guide to Love podcast. This podcast is all about holistic health, sacred sexuality, and spirituality. I have Alicia Payne here, and she's a liberated love coach. Welcome. Thank you. Yes, I'm so excited to have you. So I love what you're doing. You know, I interviewed two other coaches that were doing similar work to you. So go into detail and tell everybody what you're doing. Oh, fun. I am a sex, love, and relationship coach, and my main focus is on non-monogamy, you know, all facets of non-monogamy, but I work with a lot of couples who are opening their relationships. Definitely. And then, like we talked about before, is there, why would someone want to do that? Hmm. Why would someone want to open their relationship? Yes. <laughs> so many reasons. <laughs> um, you know, I think a lot of us um, start out monogamous as the default, like the default relationship setting that, um, that we don't really question when we're young. And then as we gain life experience and relational experience, we kind of go, wait a minute, there are other people out there that I'm attracted to. And yet I've committed myself to you until I die. <laughs> how do we, how do we solve this, this conundrum? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's a long time till I die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <Really> hopefully. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that that is such a great point that you make though, because it's like, yeah, we're told, okay, you're going to get married and then you're going to have kids and it's going to be just you and him till you die. Yep. That's it. Have fun. Make the best of it. Good luck. We're not going to tell you how to get there though. <laughs> yeah. And what I've noticed too, with working with women is, is it's almost like, you know, we're told most of our life, oh, don't think about sex, be a good girl, all this bad stuff around female sexuality. And then when you get married, you're supposed to turn it on and be like, I'm the sex goddess and I'm ready to go whenever you are. And I'm like, that's total bullshit. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're given a lot of mixed messages. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so for the women that are listening to, well, and the men, um, what would you say? Do you think part of the reason too, maybe they would want to open the relationship is because they thought, well, man, maybe that'll help us reignite the passion that we once had. Oh Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that oftentimes, you know, it's really great if you're in a relationship where you can talk about your fantasies and talk about your desires. Like, like that should be the gold standard. <laughs> and I think that if you are in a relationship that you're able to do that and you're able to talk about your fantasies and desires, then that kind of, that can seem like the easiest solution to like a mismatched libido or just over time the flames of passion dying down um yeah i mean it can be a great way to mix things up yeah, mm. yeah definitely because it's almost like people get stuck and then they don't like i loved how you said it'd be great if people could talk about this and yes i think there are more and more couples that are discussing sexuality openly but then there's also those people that just do the same three positions over and over again. <laughs> over and over. And, you know, and that, you know, that happens like, like, okay, I know what my partner likes. Like, obviously this is the thing. Like if I do steps A, B, and C, they're happy. We're done. Easy 
peasy. Like, like no creativity has to go into it. No thought has to go into it because I know what they want. Yeah. Um, and when you're with new partners or different partners, you have to, you know, you have to experiment, you have to get creative, you have to keep talking about it. Um, and I think that that is a skill that most non-monogamous people have that should be like given to monogamous people as well. <laughs> mm. yeah. In terms of what? Cre- creativity? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> being able to, being able to talk about uh, their fantasies and desires, being recapping sex, like after sex, like, Hey, here's three things that I loved. And here's a thing I would have loved if you had done differently. How amazing would that be if every couple did that? Their sex lives would be like phenomenally, like so much better. <laughs> mm, yeah, that is a good point. The last person that I was with, we did that. Um, but yeah, I think that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's my favorite. Yeah, because then you kind of know. <laughs> well, think about the woman that fake orgasms too. All the time. Yeah. Do they tell All you that time. too? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and what's the point? Like you're never going to be satisfied if you're pretending that you're satisfied. Yeah. Very true. It's just going to leave you resentful. I've been that person. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Okay. So tell everyone, so how long have you been in the non-monogamous space? Ooh. Okay. Um, I have, I mean, I have, my story is a little bit different than is typical. And also, I think it's fairly common. <laughs> uh, I was married monogamously for 13 years. And when I got divorced, I was like, well, not doing that again. Like, I had two kids. I was 35. I was like, I don't want to spend another 13 years with one person just to start over again in my 50s. Like, I'm, I'm not going to do that. So I decided that non-monogamy was going to like, like I was not going to be monogamous again. I had no idea what that looked like. Mm -hmm. No idea that other people did that. Like I just figured I'm just going to be a slut for the rest of my life. Like, (laughs) and they can take it or leave it, whatever. (laughs) And then I met my now husband who was like, yeah, keep doing that. Cool blew my mind that this man was like, yeah, just keep dating other people. I'll still be here. Like so confident and so open-minded and had had experience with polyamory and was just open to the idea that we could be human beings in love and have sex with other people and even love other people. And this was mind blowing for me. And so I spent the next couple of years like really studying and really diving deep into um, what that potential looked like. And so I've been non-monogamous and in a really, in multiple relationships for like six years. Yeah. Mm. Wow. And I just want to give a props to your partner. You. Like, wow. That is, I'm not even kidding you. I think a lot of the people listening are like, wow, that is so amazing that he was so, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Is that That, him being so secure in himself that he's like, yeah, sure. So secure. And that is Mm -hmm. so sexy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. That's really attractive. Yeah, absolutely. So how do men, because that's one thing too, that I've noticed, especially, you know, for me being a coach too, I've found that guys, they compare themselves Mm. to other people. Do you think that that's 
Like how do people get more secure in being like, oh, okay, if my partner wants to be open or non-monogamous, how do I be more secure with the fact that, okay, I maybe they're a better lover than me? Yeah. Yeah. I think that the most important thing, I mean, in life and in any relationship, but especially in non-monogamy where you do have, you know, people to compare yourself to like that, um, is building up a real secure sense of self, right? And really working on that um, self-love and security and just the knowledge that like, that your partner isn't what gives you value, right? That we're all inherently born with value and like we're valuable and worthy of all the things that we desire. And our partners are just like, icing on that cake, right? Like they come along and, and we feel great when we're in love, but like that feeling is internal, right? Like they don't give that to us. And I, I and that's probably the, the most important key to being s- secure and successful in a non-monogamous relationship. Mm, yeah. Wow. That is so true. Yeah. Cause that's something we've been taught and maybe this is an old way of thinking too, that we talked about previously the oh my worth comes from my relationship title Mm, yeah yeah and i mean i feel like it our entire society is kind of built on that like all the stories we're told all the you know Mm -hmm. rom-coms everything we hear is how you know you you need to get married you need to have a partner who loves you they will complete you and make you whole when we're all whole and complete without anybody <laughs> mm-hmm. and we're whole and complete with multiple people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah, definitely. Cause I think that that really messes with people's minds. Cause I've said this in several podcasts, but like I'm approaching 30 next year and I hate that mindset of 30. Oh my gosh, you need to be married as a woman. Oh, oh don't do it. <laughs> No, I'm definitely not rushing into it. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I think it is. Yeah, there's a lot of societal pressure, especially on women. You know, Mm -hmm. there's like this kind of uh, idea that men are supposed to sow their wild oats and women are just supposed to wait for someone to sweep them off their feet. Right? (laughs) Mm, Yes, yes. Yeah, and I find that, and I'm sure you've noticed this, it's like for me, the more secure I've gotten in myself, the more sexual I've become and more comfortable I've become with expressing that. And so I'm sure that's the same with what you're doing. It's like when, especially when you know yourself, the more you want to experiment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think what holds us back is like this fear of rejection, right? Mm -hmm. Like I don't want to tell this person that I'm sitting naked in front of, like that's already vulnerable, right? I'm vulnerable and naked, and now I'm going to tell them that I desire this thing that they might say no to. Yeah. <laughs> That's so scary. <laughs> and so, yeah, as we become more secure and more like, confident in what we want and, and not so scared of somebody saying no or rejecting us or, um, or feeling ashamed of that. I'm like the world's your oyster. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Yeah, and then they can take it or leave it, right? I guess yeah, they can, like, they can say no, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not into that. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so for the people listening, what tips would you give them on if they're interested in having this type of relationship? 
Hmm. Um, so the first thing that, you know, the most important thing to do, especially if you're coming from a, a monogamous relationship, is to talk about all the things, right? Why do you want to be non-monogamous? What are the benefits? What are the, what's the draw? What are you going to get out of it? What are each of you going to get out of it? And also, what are the challenges that you're going to run into, right? Uh, most people, <clears throat> excuse me, most people approach this idea of opening their relationship as a very, very um, sex-based, fantasy-based situation, right? I, I think it's pretty typical for a couple to go, hey, let's have a threesome. Mm -hmm. Let's find someone who will come be our unicorn and have a threesome with us, and then we'll leave and we can continue on our loving way, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, while that is a wonderful fantasy, it also involves multiple human beings who have their own emotions and their own desires and their own reasons for being there and uh, potentially their own insecurities and things that they're scared of. And so really discussing <clears throat> why you're doing it, but also why anybody that you're inviting into your relationship is doing it and what they want to get out of it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Woo, you're giving some great tips here because I, I loved how you're like yeah everybody would just like because that that is such a common fantasy which makes me laugh because I'm like <laughs> it's, I mean in the right circumstances the right people yeah that's great but like most of the time people do it, it's not that great <laughs> you know well, yeah I mean sex is awkward and funny like bodies are funny they make funny noises like it can be awkward and so being with someone new is almost never the best experience <laughs> <laughs> not really in three people, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I think it's important to talk about the realities rather than just focusing on the fantasy. Because do you think that, because that is, I've had several um, people ask me that too. They're like, whoa, we, maybe we'll just do that. And then that'll help us. <laughs> why do you think it, that will help you of all things? So yeah, why do you think that people go to that? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, porn, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I guess, yeah, I guess that's it. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, I think a lot of people go to that to solve, like think that they're going to solve a sexual problem when in reality, often the problem isn't sexual. Like that's just a symptom of the deeper problem. You know, if a, if a couple is having communication issues or they have a a series of hurts that have built up in their relationship and that has resulted in one or both of them having a lower libido or not wanting to have sex or not wanting to connect physically or get vulnerable in that way. And then they, they see this symptom of, Hey, we're not having as much sex as we want. And there, the, the assumption is, well, let's spice up our sex lives. Let's, Let's fire up the sex again. And what'll happen if they haven't worked on whatever the issue was that caused the decline in sex, then opening their relationship, adding other people, having sex with other people is going to shine a big fat spotlight on whatever that original issue was. Like if it was a communication issue, that issue isn't going away because you're having more sex and different sex. That issue is going to get magnified. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so what happens? All of a sudden they bring these other people in here and they're like, man, now I'm just even more unhappy, but we're doing it more. 
right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, oh man, here now all of my insecurities that I had, but I was able to sweep under the rug because we didn't have to confront them. Now they're like sitting in front of my face. And now I'm also faced with like jealousy and comparing my body to this person and comparing my sexuality to this person. And oh, wait, you're talking to that person more than me. And you're having these amazing spicy conversations and, you know, and, and, and it, it can actually be like a, uh, a, a, a downward spiral, right? Of now all of the things that we've been able to sweep under the rug because we were monogamous and it's really easy to carry on with life. Those things are, the rug's gone. <laughs> mm, yes. Okay. So how do people solve this? Mm. <laughs> they come and see me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, you know, when I'm working with a couple, you know, and I work with individuals as well, but if I'm working with a couple who are, you know, they want to be non-monogamous, they have a solid set of reasons they want to do that, whether it's sex, relationship, whatever, whatever the reasons. And they find that it's shining a spotlight on the issues that were already existing. The first thing I do is help them build up some new communication techniques, right? Get out of the cycle of how they have always communicated, right? Just breaking that cycle and trying some new things can change so much. Um, helping them create safety and security in their relationship so that it feels safe to talk about what they want. It feels safe to talk about um, the times that they've been hurt and how to heal that. It feels safe to talk about their fantasies and their desires and also their fears that come along with those, right? And when you build up this like deep sense of safety in the relationship, it's so much easier to go out and explore and experience other things because you have this solid home base, a solid foundation. Mm, yes communication and also connection right like like physical connection energetic connection and just really starting to become attuned to each other again like 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 we are when we're first falling in love Mm. yeah you brought up some great points because i think that that's um you know, the connection one, it's like people lose that. Like I've, I've noticed now, you know, with the whole quarantine, everything going on in our, our society, we're not as connected as I want our, as I want people to be, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's big. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. When you're living your day-to-day life, like it's really easy to like come home from work and hey babe, how you doing? Eat some dinner, watch some TV, go to bed and literally not even look each other in the eyes right? Like that can go on for weeks. Like it's so easy. It's, it takes a really conscious effort to connect with your partner in our like day-to-day lives. Mm, Yeah, definitely. So what, just taking time, maybe an hour a day to like check in and really connect and look each other in the eyes? Yeah, absolutely. Have conversations like what's on your heart today, right? Mm, What's what is actually happening for you internally? What is your body doing? Those are, I mean, they're questions that we aren't taught to ask and, and they require a deeper answer than how are you? Yeah, totally. Or how was your day? I've told couples to do that before the eye gazing because that is, you're right. Like that is so, so important and people don't look at each other in the eyes anymore. No. Yeah. 
yeah, just being able to like come together and have your body, like have your nervous system know that the person standing in front of you is a safe place to be is probably one of the deepest, like really profound ways to be in relationship and so easy not to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's something I've noticed in doing the work I'm doing is like, it, you know, safety is vital. Like we don't have safety in our relationships, but especially sexually what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think knowing like internally in your body that you're safe is how you are able to get vulnerable with someone. And then that's how you are able to create deeper intimacy with someone. And then having deeper intimacy means that like everything else is possible, right? Like if you're able, if you feel safe to be vulnerable with your partner, you can tell them all the things like, Hey, I fantasize about Bob down the road. <laughs> Doesn't mean I'm going to act on it, but I'm able to have this conversation with you and not feel shamed and shut down or like I'm a villain or like I'm an, a bad person. And that just creates like such a wonderful environment to be in love. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So what final takeaway do you want to have from this conversation? Ooh. Okay. <sighs> If somebody wants to open their relationship or if they aren't even in a relationship, but they want to be non-monogamous, um, I think it's super, super important to establish why, right? Beyond sex, right? Beyond like, I want to get off multiple times. <laughs> why else do you want it? <laughs> and, um, and how can I be open and honest and vulnerable and intimate with my partner and hold a space for them to do the same for me. Right. Mm. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. And I love, so love that you said the point about asking more than just sex people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because like sex is like, yeah, that's the cherry on top, but like we're human beings who have lots of emotions and lots of, you know, an entire lifetime of things that have happened to us that have created the, the lens we see the world through. So it has to be more than just sex because like we're all coming to the sex with different, different uh, ways of being. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So where can everybody find you? Ooh, so I'm on Instagram, Alicia Payne. Uh, my website is aliciapayne.com. I imagine you have a link thing. Uh, <laughs> um, I have on my website, I have, uh, you can sign up for a three part video series on creating safety in non-monogamy. And, um, that's just a, a free video series that I have, uh, Instagram, Facebook, all the normal social places. Mm, okay. Sounds great. I'll place your links below. Y'all be sure to follow Alicia because I love what you're doing. And my thing is, is if people are going to open the relationships, at least do it in a safe, conscious way, right? Yeah. <laughs> so be sure to follow you and then subscribe, share the podcast. Let, let me know your thoughts and I will talk to you later. Bye.